0: Hello, hello. I'm here, ladies and gentlemen of the world. Kid Ali, flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee.
1: What's going on, champ?
0: Yay, hey, everything is going great. God is good. You know, alhamdulillah. It's good to be here, to have this uh, this little talk. It's been a long time since I've seen my brother, Will Wazinski. I thought
2: champ. you were talking to me when you said champ. <laughs> <laughs> but then I forgot I'm not a champ. I always
1: love when Will co host but Saddam, here's how um, popular and uh, special you are. Will only does shows with me mm. when beer or food is provided. So right now, we're in a gym here in Brooklyn. This is true. Will's done like five shows with me, but only when there's big feasts in front of us or free beer. For him to show up with nothing, and he actually, bought, he actually brought donuts, that's a special thing. That's, that shows you're a special dude.
0: <laughs> for sure. That's my brother, man. Oh, man. That's, that's hilarious.
1: All right. You got excited to see Will. I've never seen Will so excited. How do you guys know each other? Obviously, come up through boxing. Like, tell me the first time you met him, when you remembered him, and give me one good story about each other.
0: Well, I remember Robozinski in Star City Boxing Gym, you know, where we would come in, we would put in the work. Man, we used to work so hard. That's crazy. Um, how old were you yeah. guys at
1: this time? When you first met, how old were you guys?
0: I was probably,
2: I could have been like 17 at one point. I think you might have even been younger. Maybe even younger, yeah, yeah. This was probably 2002, 2003. So how old were you? 20 years ago? Yes, yeah, 20 years I'm 38. Years ago. So I was Seven. I was like 18, 19. I'm 34, so. So, give me first so he story. was 14. 14, 15. Will, yeah.
1: first impression of Saddam when you first
2: saw him? So I, did, I didn't interact with him that much because he was like the younger kid at the time. And I was going, it was Stavrid City. We were back between Stavrid City and Coney Island. Mm-hmm. And I think Coney Island was more of his gym at the time. Yeah, he he could confirm that. Um, but I remember walking into Coney Island and it was I'm like, who is this young kid? All, he had all these belts around his neck, around his waist, holding the seven belts on each arm. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like what,
1: who the fuck is this kid? L- like your first impression when you when you did you watch him in the ring? You're like, okay, this kid has something because you guys come up with a lot of guys. Did yeah, like, oh, this kid has something? oh, of
2: course. But again, he's and he's only 14, 15 years old. He already been he probably already had about 100 amateur fights. So he was well more advanced than I was, obviously. Like most people in Star City, all those, you know, you walk into Star City, and you're a new guy that ha- doesn't have a lot of experience. You're gonna get it quick because it was all Golden Glove champions, World champions in this mm-hmm. little smelly gym that that you know that you walk down a ramp that you can't even jump rope in half of it because the ceiling's too low. But it just produced champions because <laughs> it doesn't matter where you at, it's who you with, you know. And, and, and then Saddam, give
1: me about Will because when I said the first time I met Will. Yeah. you know where we laid through family My family's like oh will was a boxer i'm like oh, okay cool i didn't know that will was a professional boxer and every guy who comes on that knows will was like no no will was no joke so the first time you met will what do you remember most about will
0: well well will was he just looked different you know will, will just looked like the guy that i don't know that might be like a guy that plays hockey or something like he doesn't doesn't look like a guy that <laughs> that can actually box you know but you know, seeing seeing, I was like, "Yo, this this guy got skills," you know. <laughs> and I was seeing spar with guys, and like, he'll get down with dudes that are like on a high level, you know. So I'm like, "That so you didn't think he had any business being?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, I was like, "Nah, Will, Will can't handle that." But you know, as I as I learned to know who Will was, I was like, "Yo, this dude, this dude's no joke. Like, he can really fight," you know. And I've seen him spar so many times, and he did his thing. Is is this the famous? Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. <man. laughs> yeah, that's 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 my dad. My dad is the man.
1: It's funny when you mention him because he's so well respected within the game. Like everyone, even mm-hmm. your YouTube videos and stuff, people always talk about your dad.
2: Yeah, oh, and he's just- the fucking man. Yeah. Dave is the man. He's, yeah. he was. Know why? Too, he was always there. He was always present. Always in the gym. All the trips, which I have some good stories with that. With Dave, he was always there. He was always a big part of of his career. Making sure he was protected, he was good. He didn't let nobody get over on him.
0: Man, words can't describe like the role that my dad played as far as me being successful. It's so crazy. Like not even just like me physically being successful. I mean, like mentally, the way the way he raised me uh, as a kid to become a man. He just got me the right way. you know what? like some people don't really have that type of support. sometimes you may even have parents, but they don't they don't provide or they don't um give you what what you need or uh, you know um but for me to have my father and him be there step by step, you know, I've never worked a job in my life. you know it's always been my career. You know, I went from karate to to uh, boxing and gymnastics. There was a time in my life where I was doing all three at the same time in one day. I swear to God, my dad would take me to karate school. I'll go do my karate thing. And then he'll take me to the, uh, I think, to gymnastics next. I'll go do gymnastics. I'll do some uh and back flips. <laughs> <laughs> And then right after that, he'll drive me to the boxing gym. Like... I don't know how I did all three in one day, but there was at least, I would say, two days out of the week where I would do all three in one day. And, you know, my, my dad kept me busy. He uh, made sure I was out of trouble, out of the streets, and um, making sure I'm in school, doing the right thing. And he raised me to be respectful. And Honestly, that's how I would want to raise my son, you know, like. Cause it's always good to be respectful, you know. Don't let nobody stomp on you, but be respectful. Be a good, be a good person. And um, just a, I really, really appreciate the way my father raised me, and you know. Um, he came down here
1: smiling, and it wasn't See Will. No one smiles when they when they see Will, but he came down glowing, just seeing you. Like he gets so excited to see was, you. It was because of me. I, I, I'm on. sure. But, but cause it's funny when I was uh, doing prep for you. So much of the stuff we're going to talk about revolves around your dad, which is which is different. You know, it really is because boxing's mm-hmm. a different sport. There are very few boxers who come up with like you know normal lives. You know, no. A lot of right. times, guys are coming up from, the, and your dad supports you from the beginning, which is pretty wild. But I want to do a complete 180 of how this podcast even started okay so will has a million connects he hasn't hooked me up with one guest yet by the way it's always me saying will you know this guy I was like that's my guy I'm like well why didn't you hook me up with this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but how'd this even happen because
0: I got a text Man. from a
1: coworker. so how'd this even come about because it's
0: so strange okay it, it's still weird because I can't fully remember why I was in this position but I'm never I never have nothing to do or I'm never not with somebody or have plans I was in Queens. I just said, you know what? I believe the restaurant was Gino's. I like Gino's, man. (laughs) Forget it, man. I was supposed to do this, but it didn't work out. So I'm just going to roll up. and I'm just going to ride and walk into Gino's and grab like a little small sandwich and, you know, figure out what I'm going to do after this. I sit down, and when I sit down, there's two police officers in uniforms next to me. I'm over here waiting to order, but... I Like it, it's so weird to me because I'm looking in front of me and there's nobody. Like I'm literally sitting by myself. I'm I'm about to order food. I've never done this in my life, and I'm alone. And you know I I, I have I have love for cops. You know I, I have love for everybody. Period. Honestly, I'm just a, a, like like a I'm I'm a good guy. You know I like I like I like to spread nothing but kindness. You know, so I see the cops and I, I just wanted to say hello. You know and start a conversation and we started talking. And I told them who I was. You know, I'm a boxer. And they was like, oh, well, that's awesome, man. And then I told them uh, I've been a world champion. I was in the Olympics for USA in 2008. I beat a world champion, Miguel Cotto. And, you know, they know who Miguel Cotto is. So they were like, wow, that's awesome. Then they mentioned you, you know. And how you doing? And as
1: this is going on, I'm getting a text message. It's like, bro, do you know who Saddam Ali is? I'm like, of course, he beat Kodam. I'm talking. To him. He's like, so you know him like that? I'm like, yeah, of course, I know him. He's like, All right, I'm with him right now. Like, get his info. I want him on the podcast. So it was so random how it how it even happened.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that 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 was so funny. And you know, um, I'm glad that uh, that that happened. And then I spoke to you, and you told me that uh, you know we're gonna meet up and. Will Wazinski would be here. Well, that's
1: always my thing. So now when I meet a boxer, I'm like, I ask Will, Will, do you know this dude? And Will obviously knows him from being a fan of boxing. He's like, bro, that's my guy. So I put us in a group text. And then obviously (laughs) we we was daddy daycare and it was diet jokes. That's all we did forever. (laughs) But but here's my one question to you. We're, We're filming this. We're taping this in your gym. We're sweating down here in your gym. Thank God your dad just brought us up. We could have did this in a bar or a restaurant. Why do you hate us being happy, Saddam? Like we, could have, we could have been in a great restaurant in Bay Ridge, an Italian place, a Yemeni's place, and yet we're sitting down here sweating to death. Why do you hate us so much?
0: Um, you know what? In my life, I've had to suffer. <laughs> and, he's making uh, everyone else suffer. <laughs> yeah. Nah, yeah. You know what? I had to be in saunas. You know, Some people mm-hmm. go in saunas to relax oh i love going in the sauna it feels so good but me i'm like every time i think about going in the sauna it's torture for me because every time i've went in the sauna it's because i <laughs> needed to lose weight for a fight so it's stressful so anytime i go to like a place where they have saunas they have this they have that and everybody's going around you know to to uh go in the pool and they're like oh let's go in the sauna now i'm like sauna so, oh no. that's hell yeah for me that's hell but to them it's like ah oh, it's so relaxing like not for me because it, for me i feel like it brings back <laughs> the memories of me struggling in the sauna to lose weight for an upcoming fight how to be a good feeling if you're sitting down it's super hot and you're sweating
1: I have one of the coolest like, back sets right now. I'm seeing the gym behind me. I'm seeing the ring. I'm seeing your belts. I'm seeing the gloves. You and Will, like, your eyes are lit up over here. We have the old articles on the wall. How many times a week are you back in this gym?
0: Um, I used to do six days a week, but then, thank God, it changed to five days. So we get Friday
1: and Sunday off. My question is listen, obviously, you're still in good shape. Why would you be
0: working out five times a week? Are you trying to make a comeback or something here, Saddam? <laughs> yeah, I can't say too much, but we're, we're working. We're definitely working on something. You know, I've been fighting my whole life. I'm at a different mental right now as far as boxing, which feels good. The only hard part is, honestly, is the getting in shape part and making weight. But other than that, mentally, I'm at a different place. Like physically, I feel like I know things in that ring that's like on another level. There's like because it could also be because I've been I've been working with these YouTubers, mm-hmm. uh, Adam Salah and Slim Albahar, and I've been traveling with them overseas. They've been fighting on like these big influencer cards. Mm-hmm. It gave me the itch. It gave me the itch. It was like, you know what? I wanna get back into this. So you've been yeah. wrestling with this decision for a while. Yeah. I've been I've been wrestling with this for a while now because i lost the love for boxing you know and when you lose the love for something especially a sport like boxing that's dangerous man
1: when you say you lost the love of it i always compare it a lot of your things to like a tiger woods thing you were boxing since famously since eight years old right so when you will you too when you you lose the love of it it can be dangerous because now if you lose the love of golf or the love of basketball whatever i'm done Mm -hmm. in the ring if you lose the the, the love for boxing, you're going to get hurt, like, physically and mentally. that That's draining, so you lose the love. Did you lose the love also, Will, or no?
2: Partially, yeah, and, and the business side of it, which is mentally draining, too, mm-hmm. you know, because it's very, it's a big business. yeah You know, people don't see it as much, and a lot of people talk about it, oh, it's a business of boxing, but when you get down to the nitty-gritty shit, like, it's a business, bro, you know, like... If you're not putting ass in seats, it's harder to get a big shot. If you're not doing, you know, like, it's all business. Obviously, if you keep winning and keep knocking guys out, yeah, of course you're going to get a big shot and stuff. But, you know, at a certain level, to, to get noticed, to get known in, in you know, on the mainstream media, it, it's it's tough. And um, it's just, and again, it's a business. But that's what I lost a love for a lot also. The purity
1: of Like, you lost the purity of it. It was a more of a pure sport. Yeah, because,
2: you know, when you're young and you're an amateur, you, you're doing it. You know, you're doing it for free. Yeah. You love know, the it too. And it, yeah. And the the motivation is the sport because you're doing it for, obviously because you're doing it for free. But then you become a pro, you get a little taste of money. Then you get a little more money and a little more. And and every guy's different. Obviously, mm-hmm. I, I didn't make as much as maybe Saddam or, or Danny Jacobs, but you know, I made a little more, a little more, a little more. And then you know, now you start getting a taste of some money. So you want, you're hungry for more money. Mm-hmm. And then it's like then you start questioning yourself: Am I doing this for the money? Am I doing this for the love of the sport? Do I want to get up and run right now? Am I doing mm-hmm. it just because? because? Because of the money, and then it's like, and it's it's a fucked up battle in your head, you know. Um. Now, now, now let me ask you
1: this: when when you're thinking of coming back, you know, you're thinking about it. You're, you know, you're you're traveling like, wow, I want to do that. I want to get back in there. I can always akin to you, like a pitcher. Like you can be a pitcher throwing 100 miles per hour. You hurt your arm. Now you gotta be a smarter pitcher, which is gonna be you. Now you can be a smarter boxer in the ring. When you're there, you're close with your family. Your pops. You you sit down. Hey, dad, I gotta talk to you. I'm thinking about making a comeback. What's their reaction? Because now they're like, very few boxers get to go out on their own terms. You know that. Yeah. You know guys get knocked down. Before if we talk about guys getting knocked down three or four losses in a row. It's like, all right, they got to go. No more fighting. Right. You left on your own terms. Oh, yeah. So now when you tell your dad, you tell your family, what's their reaction?
0: Well, my dad is, is all for it. My dad likes the idea. Uh, my mom <laughs> hates it, bro. <laughs> hates it. My mom tells me to this day, like, <laughs> why? Why you be boxer? I want you to be doctor.
2: <laughs>
0: she wants. She wants you to be a doctor, man. There's still time. There's still time. It'll be nice to save people's lives, but um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can be. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I can be a doctor, man. I, I can't see myself doing anything else. Like and it, it's besides being in the world of boxing. Yes, and it's, it's it's a different type of feeling, man. It's not like being on an NBA team and you win a world championship. When you're a boxer and you become a world champion or you achieve something big you did that like there's not a whole team helping you do that this is you by yourself it's you and against that person in front of you like it's a different kind of accomplishment like winning a world title as a as a boxer versus any other sport in my opinion and i feel like when, when i when i reach those feelings in every way becoming the 2008 U.S. Olympian, the first American to ever represent the United States in the Olympics, and then turning pro and becoming a world champion, beating a, a, a former world champion, Miguel Cotto. After you achieve all of that, and it's like, you know, thank God. Like, who doesn't want more money, of course? But for me, it's not like I was one of those fighters where I was like, oh, I don't have nothing right now. I have to grind. I got to make it out mm-hmm. the hood. You know, so I I never really dealt with that. That was never something that I needed to, like, push me to go get. You know, so so my my main thing was I just wanted to be special. I wanted maybe kids to look look up to me and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So that was my drive. And then when I achieved that over and over, it kind of got, I don't know, what word I should use exactly, maybe a little boring. I'm going to
1: tell you something. I'm I'm, going to cut you off here because I actually just finished a book about it and it was about like these eight people who achieved their lifelong dreams walking on the moon. How can you top that? Like my dream was to walk on the moon. Neil Armstrong like, I did it. Afterwards, it's like a sense of depression. Um, I'm trying to visit every country in the world and I spoke to people who have visited every country and they're like, when I hit the last country, it's a weird feeling. It's like what what's next? Mm-hmm. I, I went to the top. It it must be a weird feeling. But you gotta take me through the back door of boxing. You just mentioned the business side of it, Will. But here's what I want to know. You're you might be making a comeback. You can tell the world, you can go on YouTube, you can get five million views tomorrow. So Damali, come back to boxing. What's the next step? do you call people like, hey, I'm back, I'll set up a fight? How does that whole process? I'm actually curious with that process?
0: Yeah. How does that work? There's there, there's a lot of ways you can uh, come back to boxing, especially if you have some kind of name on you. Like, if I wanted to, I can go back and sign with Golden Boy mm-hmm. Promotions, which is who I was working with before I uh, stepped off. I've promoted my own shows before in the past. Mm-hmm. Like, before, man, my, my story's crazy, man. Like, I've had so many promoters that wanted to sign me in the beginning, but every time they would give me a contract, we'll, we'll look it over, and it was just like, you're trying to give a contract to me that's nothing compared to what I'm worth, you know? They just think, like, uh, I would, I'm would. i willing to take anything, mm-hmm. you know? So we, we had to stay a free agent, and it got to a point where these promoters don't want to put you on a, Even though you put people on seats and you're bringing money to the event, it got to a point the promoters don't want to put me on the card anymore unless I sign with mm-hmm. them. Of course. Because they want me to sign with them. But so it, it got to a point where I had to move from promoter to promoter because every time... They wouldn't give me any more fights unless I signed with them. And I looked at the contract with my dad, the contract is off. It's terrible. Wow. It's terrible. And and this is something that happens to a lot of fighters. They get stuck in a contract yeah. and it's a bad contract. And sometimes they don't even fight because the contract's so bad.
2: So they wouldn't fight. Now they have to stay out of boxing and it ruins their careers. You know? I'm going to say something. So I, my, this is my opinion. Yeah. I think in with Saddam's case because his father is a business mindset. Um, not that I'm counting his money, but obviously he, you know, he was able to. Boxing was his only mm-hmm. source of income, so to speak. Even as an amateur, his father was there to support him. I think that's a blessing and, and, and a curse at the same time because. His father is a business mindset and smart enough to read a contract and say, ah, this is My not My son's not getting w- w- screwed on this. Yeah, or, or he's worth more than this. Uh-huh. You know, you have a certain worth in your head or you have your son's certain worth in your head. You get a contract from a golden boy or I don't know who gave you these contracts. And it's like, no, he's worth more than this. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a blessing because you have the right people behind you. You have your father that is willing, to, you know, is, is, is out for obviously your best interest. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time... You have a, a golden boy, let's say, for example, as uh, just an example, sure. gives you a contract that maybe you don't think it's y- your son's worth more than that. But at the end of the day, let's say he signs with them, they could get him to places that maybe dad can't get gotcha. you because, listen, he's in the business of real estate and stuff, mm-hmm. not of boxing. So although he might not, th- he might think that his son's worth more than that. He might be at the time, but like they long-term. have the ability in the in the future to to. Promote the right way in boxing, you know what I mean. So it's it's like a blessing in disguise there. So that's why sometimes a guy that has boxing just to eat, you know, he yeah. he needs boxing. Now, all right, yeah, I'm gonna sign this contract for fifty grand, and they're gonna get probably you know thirty percent of my purse, whatever the case may be, uh, of where he thinks he, he's worth more than that. But at the at the end game, is now they're multimillionaires because when they get past all this little bullshit, now they 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 they're big money. They're worth big money.
1: And, you know, that's it, great you said that. And it's funny, as a boxing fans hate the influencers. influencers. Like, oh, this fight's a joke. But yes. I don't. No, no, no. But I'm saying, <laughs> but it's making so much money. Because oh, yeah. it's kind of like, it's kind of like, you know, remember when UFC came up? It was like, F oh, you know, fuck UFC, fuck UFC. But UFC was like a different thing. Now these YouTubers and these influencers, they're giving other boxers, like, all right, you know what? Top rank. these guys, we're not getting, we can make all this money from this other one. It's so good for the boxers itself. Look at Amanda Serrano. Yeah, unbelievable. There's
2: your perfect example. Yes. Yeah. She she's she's probably the first multi-millionaire woman mm-hmm. champion, and she deserves it, and a lot of women yeah. do. Yes, but the point is now she's getting it. It's because, uh, you know, the Paul brothers or whatever. Yeah. One of them. No, but the influ- the influence cool. are really he, helping. He's you guys. taking care of them too, and he, you know, he's like he's like a coming from the bottom kind of guy, so he understands it.
1: Mm-hmm. And and on this as it struggled now. So now, do you have a game plan if you do come back, mapped out where you want you think your next fight might be, who you want it to be? Have you thought about any of that stuff
0: yet? Um, before I get into that, uh, I want to say, yes, the the, the influencer thing mm-hmm. and everything that's going on. Some boxers try to hate on it and say, "Man, what is this? This is not real boxing. Like this is a joke. It's making boxing look bad." No, like how could you think that? That that's bringing more more fans, fans yes. to boxing. That's bringing us more money. You know, for a fighter that's coming up, that's bringing us more money. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. Um, it's bringing more TV networks in. Look how many how many TV networks are coming in, like out of nowhere, giving up crazy money to the fighters which we deserve. You know, we're here, we're here to entertain. We're here to fight. We're here, we're getting punched in the face. So,
2: yeah, uh, we need we need to get you know what's worth it. You know, Can I, I want to just say too. What what people are hating on with that mm-hmm. is that this guy Jake Paul, oh this influencer, he's he's making multi million dollars on a fight. Yeah, and this other guy that's been boxing, whoever's been boxing since he's five years old, and he's coming up the the tough way. You know, he's not making that kind of money. That's bullshit. This is what they don't understand. Jake Paul and Logan Paul have millions of followers exactly. on YouTube. So when they're going to fight, actually know when they're millions fighting, yes. of people millions. are going to tune in and watch. And that's what the name of the game is putting asses in seats. And like, listen, if I was coming up and I was 2 and 0 oh as a pro and I'm fighting some schlep on a bullshit undercard, right? Would I get mad if Michael Jordan wanted to fight on a main event and make millions of dollars? No, because he people are going to come to see him fight. They're not coming to see right. me fight as a 2 and 0. Oh. But yet, it's, it's giving you, forget about the mind thing, so many more eyes now. So social
1: media way like oh wow yeah. you had five thousand now you have twenty thousand well, fans ki- that
2: are not normally watching bo- some 20 year old 15 year old girl that mm-hmm. likes jake paul because he's so cute mm-hmm. is gonna tune in and now they
1: follow people on instagram and stuff and Boy. all that stuff is makes so much money and, and i actually love it as a fan. Like i hope the boxes make every possible cent they can make yeah all right so we're talking about the present let's go back a little bit like we said eight years old you started boxing the sweet signs I hate asking generic questions, but obviously, who was your idol growing up? There's only one, right? Uh, I, I
2: can guess that. There's one. only one. Uh,
0: there's uh, there's pretty much two, but the the one that's really my idol is Prince Nasim Hamed
1: Of course, of course.
0: <laughs> oh man, this this
1: guy, man. Tell this, me the first time you saw him fight, because I remember, you know, the first time I saw him, I'm like, oh, this guy, like. He's in the ring. I'm like, who yeah. is this clown? I but, just
0: remember yeah. my dad, like, just pushing <laughs> pushing up the couch all the way to the front of the TV to watch it way back in the days. And I would that's how I started to watch it. And then I would watch it, and I'll see this guy coming out. It's like he's at a performance. He's coming out dancing. He just makes it look so fun. And he gets in that ring, and, oh, man, he puts in work. And he's dancing in the ring too. Like he does, he, he makes it look entertaining. Yeah. He made boxing look fun. At eight years old, I wanted to box, and I didn't feel like I was punching people in the face. I felt like it's a real sport to me. It's just like was your dad a fan of boxing, or was he a fan of the Prince first? He was a, he was a fan of the Prince, but he was a fan of boxing. Okay, okay always. Yeah. In my opinion, I feel like he was a fan of boxing. He he, he really did like
2: boxing.
1: Well, who was your guy growing up? And really? There was no one you like. You like I, just, I watch this boxing. He makes me want to be a boxer.
2: Not really. Really? No, I did my my journey to boxing was was odd. I did karate for years when I was little. A kid I was in high school with was like, "Yo, why don't you come to this?" Uh, it's actually he he's a retired lieutenant on NYPD. Dave Sieve. He was the, the head coach of the boxing. Team. The boxing he just retired a couple of years ago. Yeah, he uh, he's like, "Yo, he he does this thing on at like a karate." dojo where he does boxing class like twice a week. I was in high school. I was like, all right. And I, I tried it out. I liked it. And uh, I just went from gym to gym. Until I ended That's up wild. To the- so yeah, it wasn't like I, I'm going to start watching guys. I wasn't a big boxing fan. I wasn't like this diehard fan. I wow. didn't watch anybody coming up. I uh, kind of just fell into it. It was weird.
1: Now, so now, I'm going to the Golden Gloves. You win it two times, two different divisions, which is an accomplishment in itself. Then the 08 Beijing Olympics. You mentioned it earlier you stole my thunder. First Arab American. Come home to your dad from Yemen, who's an immigrant who loves boxing. What's his reaction? Forget about your reaction. I'm always like, "Hey, how are you?" When you got drafted, when you went, what was your dad's reaction? Like, "Hey, Dad, Man. I'm representing the United States of America in the Olympics in China."
0: My dad is one dude that has always believed in me. Like, if anybody, my dad believes in me more than I believe in myself. You know, and that that that's a, a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful feeling. Um, he felt, he felt amazing. I know he was so proud because, you know, at the time there was, uh, Terrence Crawford trying to do the same thing I was doing in my weight class and I happened to draw him first, you know? So my first fight for the Olympic trials was against Terrence Crawford and, uh, and I beat him, you know, um, going into the last round, I think I was either up one point or down one point. So it was a close fight, you know. But then I ended up winning by like at least five points. Terence Crawford was the favorite, you know, to represent the United States yeah. in the Olympics, you know. And I went in there and I took him out, you know. So it was like it was a great. And like, where was that fight? It was in the states, obviously. But the trial? I'm trying to um, I'm trying to remember. Well,
1: let me ask this you, Well, you know where it was. Was your dad with you at times? I know. Well, you said oh, yeah. He, so your dad's with you. He sees you beat Crawford, and now you're like, okay, I see that this might happen. My son might go to the Olympics. Oh yeah. Now I know there was all, all different stuff going on. Were you, did you get a call or did you know after you won the whole thing you were going to the Olympics? Was it a phone call or how did they tell you you represent the United States?
0: Um, who you you have a bracket? Yes. It's probably about at least fifteen, maybe like fifteen fighters, and Oof. then you know through the bracket. If you if you make it through the bracket and you're the last one and you're the last one standing, you're you're the 2008 U.S. Olympian. So. So that I knew, as long as I took everyone out, I would be the Olympian. And uh, I worked hard. And what did I do back in the days? I did school, gym, maybe football on a block. Gymnastics. Gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> karate, by, not that late, so, right? You weren't doing
2: gymnastics then.
0: Oh <laughs> wait, oh no, no, no. definitely. No, was, that was, yeah. Yeah. I was already oh, done with gymnastics the, by then. Oh the
1: wait, Olympics was that the Ralph Lauren suit? The Ralph Lauren suits, the real nice with the hats, the blue. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Because I'm always fast. First, of all, I love the Olympics, and every time I travel, I go to the Olympic sites. Yeah. Opening ceremony. I heard it's a long. I had a few Olympians on. It's long, isn't it? It is long. And now you're there in that nice suit. I'm Who-
0: looking to my right, and I'm seeing Dwight Howard. Kobe Bryant, like they're literally walking like besides us, beside us, like it was crazy. It was you, a, I was gonna ask, did you get starstruck? Cause I know you got the picture with Kobe. We'll talk
1: yeah. about that in a minute. But did you get starstruck? Because it's hard because you belong there. You're you're boxing. You're a boxer. You're an Olympian. Did yeah. you get a little starstruck?
0: Um, seeing Kobe was 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 a great feeling. Okay, because that's my favorite NBA player. Okay. Um, and when I saw him, it was like I was going through all the NBA guys, <laughs> and I'm like giving pounds, but. I'm in my mind. I'm like, where's Kobe? You know, and I go up the stairs and I see Kobe coming down the hallway. And I was like, Kobe, and, and it was just like when he saw me, it was like, I don't know if he felt like that, like I was like a real dude or uh-huh. like he was, he knew I was like a, a fan of him, but he just showed me love, like, like it was my boy. You and, know? and now there's he no, he was like, my man, like he gave me like, like a like a big five, like you know, a nice little hug. Like, now, there's
1: no iPhones right there, real quick. How'd you get the picture so quickly? Because you have a great picture with him. Yeah.
0: Um, Did you have a camera with you over there? That was there was no camera with that. But then I ended up seeing him again. Oh, okay. Somewhere else, and we took that picture. And he was like, "Yo, get that gold, man!" I was like, oh, "Yeah, man, sick. you too." He was like, "You know, I'm sick. gonna get it." You know, that's so, wild. Yeah, it, it was it was an amazing feeling. Where's you know that know outfit I mean? now? Oh, it's, might be in, actually it could be it might be in the gym.
2: All right, we gotta check. You gotta <laughs> see if that outfit's there.
1: You're there now, and I'll be. It's not.
0: It's at home somewhere. Y-
1: you're there for a few hours. Did. After a few hours of the opening ceremony, did you get a little, okay, it's, it's, I'm over now with the Olympic ceremony, right?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't feel like I've really felt like that. I just remember walking and, and enjoying the moment. Next to me to my right was White Howard. <laughs> <laughs> and there was, there was, a you know, um, Chinese people on the side, you know, just doing this, saying welcome, this, welcome, you this know. Ceremony was Do I have made a joke? You know, he's like welcome. He's doing the same thing. Yes, yes, yes. He, he's hilarious, man. He made me laugh. And I, and I'm walking down a ceremony, and then I hear somebody singing. I'm not gonna lie, it wasn't the greatest voice. Uh-huh. Come to find out, as I get closer, it's Jackie Chan. <laughs> really? I swear to God. Oh, now I have to go rewatch the opening <laughs> I ceremony. I swear to God, it was Jackie. Chan. It was Jackie Chan. I don't know what the hell he was singing. But Jackie Chan was going crazy on that mic, man. I'm like, what? He's one of my favorite actors. I'm like, is that Jackie Chan right there? Like,
1: Saddam so runs across to try to get another picture. Rush
0: Howard, like what? What
1: other uh, boxes? I know um, Wilder was in it, Lomachenko. Patty Barnes was also in the Olympics. Who else was there? Was there any? Am I missing any big hitters oh, there's, or no?
0: There's, there's, there's uh, Demetrius Andrade. He, he's a great one, too. Um, there they were so many fighters
2: in there. uh Estrada. He kind of fell off in the pros. So. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Um, My question is this. So many boxers, you know, after the Olympics, they go pro. And they fight to Barclays or the Garden. Why was your first fight in Mississippi?
0: Probably because I didn't – maybe because I didn't take the first deal I was offered. Oh, okay. You know, um, Don King wanted to sign me at first. Okay. <laughs> but I uh, <laughs> see what he did to Mike Tyson, buddy. I, <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, so I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't in a rush to just sign to mm-hmm. – anybody or any contract because boxing is a it's a dirty sport man it, it, it really is you got to be careful with who you work with so like I would say that could be why and here's what I love about and a
1: question about it you start off hot you go 22 and 0 you fight Jesse Var- Vargas my one question with that is you were fighting four to five times a year because I went on you know Wikipedia everything I read about you on the internet is true obviously Saddam so, um, so I see all that stuff and then you fought once in 2015, and then you had an 11-month layoff before that fight. Obviously, it affected you. Like, why the hot, 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 so many rounds, so many rounds, and then 11-month layoff once a year? Like, what what, what was up with that? Is that just scheduling? Or is that the business of boxing? Because mm. that was a long layoff before the Jesse Vargas thing.
0: Okay. Um, I wish I could tell you. I'm not sure. I mean, the, the man that would be able to really tell you is probably my dad because I don't remember why there was that 11-month
2: layoff. Mm-hmm. L-
0: losing your first fight mentally, yeah. how does,
1: because, you know, 22-0, and 0, you're the stud, the Olympian, does that mess with you mentally or you, right away, you're like, okay, it's just a hurdle. Yeah. And I, I you know I know he only has three or four losses in his career, you know, Timothy Bradley, uh, Manny Pacquiao, Garcia, but does that mentally like mess with you a little bit or no?
0: Um, I guess it depends whether you know why you lost. Mm-hmm. No shade. Uh, shout outs to Jesse Vargas. He was the better man that night. But, I know why I lost and it wasn't because I it wasn't because I wasn't physically better than him. You know, if there there was something on my mind mentally that was throwing me off, okay. You know, the whole training camp. If that wasn't the factor, I w- I, I know I would have beaten him easily. Okay. You know, so uh yeah, and it's funny because somebody that interviewed me recently asked me like you know, you're coming back to boxing now. Like, do you like if you were to fight anybody from the past? Like, mm-hmm. would you would you fight somebody? And I and I and I said it. I said if I was to want to run it back with somebody, Jesse it Vargas. would be with Jesse Vargas. Because that, that eats you know? at you still, right? I mean, a little bit. I get it was my first loss, so I guess it 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 just hits different. And the fact that I just like I feel and I believe that I'm a better fighter than him, I just like even though it's it's a lot later than you know, for the rematch, but I don't care. Let me run that rematch back. Come here, boy. Let me, let me whoop that ass. You know, that's how I'm feeling. Like, I'm coming back. Hopefully, he'll be down to to uh, run it back. To run it back, and let, let's do it, man. I think it would make some, it would get some attention. I think people uh-huh. would be interested. Without a doubt. And I would have fun, and you know what? And That's a hell of a way to come I'm back. I'm always you know? respectful, right? But you know what? I'm looking at boxing a little bit more as far as the entertainment thing, mm-hmm. a little bit. I, I won't be disrespectful, but I want to talk to this dude. I want to look him in his face and I want to tell him, look, man, got me last time. You got that. Well, it's about but time. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> like, I, like I'm you, ready you're, to you're
1: do You're too that. humble. That's, well, we're going to get into your yeah. humbleness because you can make more. We it was 11-month layoff, right? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's a long layoff. Yeah. You, you dust yourself off and you fight on the triple G card, I believe. I have to ask a, a fight question because I have the UFC guys on. You fought earlier on in that. Do you hang around to watch that fight? what do you do? Do you remember like if if you're on a card with oh, a big yeah. fight, do you do you go back to the hotel room, do you hang out in the
0: at the arena, the stadium, do you hang around to watch? Yeah, I'm, I'm always in the arena Love after it. the fight and I'm I'm always waiting to see the the main event or whatever it is. You know, I'm usually with my dad. You know, you know, I might, I might just be sitting down or I mean, obviously I, after after my fight, I'm walking around the whole arena and and I'm taking pictures with people. Mm-hmm. And I'm meeting some people. But then I go sit in my seat and I enjoy, I enjoy the fights, you know. Um, I love boxing. So especially when there's like a big like fight like that. Let's like yeah. say Triple G was fighting that night. Then yeah, well, I would love to stay there instead of going to the hotel. What am I going to the hotel for? <laughs> Let's watch this damn fight. <laughs>
1: I uh, You win the next three fights. And now do you ever get tired of talking about the Cotto fight?
0: I, why would I ever get tired? Thank God.
1: Because, you know, sometimes people like, you know, that's right now. There's going to be more, but that's one of your defining moments. And so many people are like, oh, but I'm glad you still want to talk about. it. I love that I walked down the stairs and I saw the, you know, the Ali poster. It, it gives you chills. Going into that fight, you mm-hmm. knew it was a retirement fight at the Garden. I just rewatched that fight uh, a few days ago. Do you know what the odds were against you for that fight? I
0: believe it was about eight to nine one. Nice.
1: That. Yes. It, it, you were. If I wish I knew you better, I would have bet on you. You had to bet $1,000 to win $100 on Kodo. And if you bet $100 on you, you won $700. So if someone threw a G on them, you know, they win seven Gs. Yeah. Was it weird for you being, you know, you're a hometown guy. The Garden's one of your homes. Having such a pro Kodo crowd there, did that mess with you at all?
2: Hmm.
0: It As bothered in, me. I'll be yeah. honest. I watch it. Before like, getting they, into that, yeah. Let's uh, somebody actually did bet 5000 on me, and they sent me a receipt no. on Instagram after my fight. I swear S- to God. Sick. They, wow, they, so they they won like they they said, thirty cheese. Uh, yeah. yeah. They they sent me it and I seen what they won and I seen what they bet. I said, Thank you, brother. So, <laughs> I swear. And I read it, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm like, Congratulations, bro. I mean, <laughs> thank you. I'm like, you deserve it. Like you believed in it. You know, a lot of people didn't think I was gonna win. So wow. like, like you deserve that money, you know? So like so, he definitely bet on that, he, and he made it count. So, that, that was awesome. That was, that was beautiful to see, you know? Yeah, that is and cool. Somebody that is sick. Yeah, somebody, like, gambled with it, and I guess believed that yeah. I, I would pull, up, pull the upset, and, and they, they got rewarded for it. So, so I'm happy about that. All right, bro. Let, let me explain the Kodo thing, man. My, my whole life, in, my, in my, my whole life in my pro career, I've always came out last. I've always been announced last. I was always a star, pretty much you know that i'm about to beat these guys up but this time i was coming out last i was being announced first um i was the b-side this is the first time ever i was the b-side but i understood it and i was okay with it because that's miguel cotto that's a huge name yes he was towards the end of his career you know but at the end of the day that's still miguel cotto and everybody still thought i was gonna get beat up and knocked out and that's because that's why everything in life happens for a reason I believe that strongly. Sometimes you don't even understand why it happened. That Jesse Vargas' loss opened up the door for the Cotto fight. How so? How so? Because Cotto, I already know. Cotto looked at what Jesse Vargas did to me. Mm -hmm. And he said, okay, I'm I'm not fighting long. Most likely this is my last fight. Look what Jesse Vargas did to him. He caught him with a good shot. He fell. But when Jesse called me a good shot, when I fell, I twisted my ankle so bad. There was no there was no coming back in that fight. And you're
1: known for your footwork, too. so Yeah,
0: so, and I couldn't even sit down and, and, and like, really punch Jesse Vargas hard to, like, to hurt him back and get him back. So anyway, I hurt my leg, but I lost that fight. So he's judging me off that. So they're like, all right, if Jesse did that to him, then. We're going to eat him Cotto, alive. Yeah, Koto should finish him easy, you know. I'll retire from boxing and, you know, live happily ever after, you know. But some, so, you know, sometimes things go bad in life, but then things go good, or like I say, everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. So, because of that fight, I got the Cotto fight. That was my let, greatest moment l-
1: let me ask you something. I always love backdoor boxing inside baseball how does that fight happen because I'm always curious and it sounds so silly obviously I know when you saw me you thought I was a boxer Saddam you said oh how long have you been boxing you're all ripped up you look like a boxer <laughs> how does that phone call happen do they call your people like hey Miguel Cotto wants, hold on yeah. Saddam you want to fight Miguel like how does that happen I'm, I'm always curious about how the, <laughs> that happens seriously
0: <laughs> so <you put> that. <laughs> I wish people can see like the way you just did that right now <laughs> That was hilarious. But yes, yeah, pretty much, that's exactly what happened. You know, Golden Boy called my dad, and they asked him, like, oh, you know, we got Miguel Coro, da, 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 do you want it? You know, my, my dad. How much? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll like, let you know. Yeah. And My dad's like, you know what? Obviously, yeah, he spoke to me, but he already knows that <laughs> something so big like that, I'm going to be down it for it. I mean, come on. I'm, what am I in boxing for? Yeah. I've been boxing since I was eight years old. And I'm going to throw away an opportunity of fighting a legend, you know, on HBO.
1: In his retirement fight at in the Madison Mecca. Square, at the Mecca. In
0: Madison Square Garden. I'll be stupid. You you, you got to go for it, you know. And in life, sometimes you got to take chances, you know. And if you don't take chances, how are you ever going to be great, you know.
1: I rewatched that fight. And uh, the announcers during the fight, after the few rounds, like, Saddam's hanging in there. like. And it was funny because every few times, I know, obviously you, you watched the fight. Uh, again, and I just watch it. And remember the announcer's like, "It's it the sixth round, seventh. like hit, he's he's hanging in there." And then Miguel, you know, Miguel hit you a few times. Like, oh, there's the Cotto we know. Nice. But as the fight's going on and on, the announcers kind of was swaying a little bit. Howard Lenneman had the card, like Saddam Ali's winning. When did you know? Not that you win the fight. Like I'm gonna win this fight. Did you know that till the end? Um, I
0: felt like I was winning. I knew I need to stay focused. Uh, don't get caught with anything stupid, but, um, man, oh my God, I trained so hard for that fight, man. one day they had me on the track and I can't remember exactly what they did, but they had me doing sprints and running around.
1: You were so well conditioned to that fight. Cause at the end, Bro. Coda was the heavy breathing. He was a lot older and you looked like you could have went 10 more Bro. in your corner. What does your corner tell you in like the last three rounds? Like, what did they tell you? Cause you know, obviously the, the cameras were just on Cotto. You know, they didn't they wanted like a you have to go knock this dude out. What did they tell you in there? Um,
0: if I can remember correctly what they were telling me in the last rounds was go for it. You know? Um, dig, championship rounds like you got to show them that that you deserve this win and you know, pretty much like that. But man, I just like remember working so hard for that fight like they killed me on that track one day and I just remember <laughs> looking at my dad after I was done and it just realizing how bad my dad wanted it, not for himself, but for his son. Cause at the end of the day, who's going to really want you to be better than their self? You ain't going to have a best friend that wants mm-hmm. you to be better than him. They're going to want that spot. It's only your parents. Only your parents wants to see you do better than what they done in life. And it, I just seen that in my dad and it was really hard on me, you know, but I'm not going to show that. But, after that run, whatever they did to me that day, they killed me. I'm walking, you know, through the field of the of the um, the track by myself now, and and I just I, honestly I cried, you know, because it was so hard. And, and I also see how bad my dad wants it. Like I said, not for himself, but for me. And that
1: motivates and drives you.
0: It motivated it. It drove me, but it also. Like, made me want it so bad that I was, like, afraid of not accomplishing that, (sighs) you know? That's a lot of pressure on yourself, too. So, I mean, I I just remember, like, walking down, like, crying of how hard it was, but also praying and and, and telling God, like, please, like, I hope I want to win, you know? And if I even told them, if I don't win, make me look so great that everyone feels like I won, you know, like.
1: Yeah, because we're going to the scorecards. You never know what can happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will, do you remember watching that fight or no?
2: Yeah. What What do you remember? Cause it, I was I, there. Oh, were you really? Yeah, I was there was a ringside, but I was there.
1: We'll talk about the ringside tickets he'll get us next time. <laughs> I wasn't ringside. Yeah, because you, you watch it from a different perspective than us. Because obviously you've been in the ring. You boxed before. When you see that happening, like, you know early on. Because you know, as an amateur watcher, I'm like, oh, Ali's winning. But do you know he – like? is there a moment? Obviously, you
2: didn't re-watch the fight recently. Do you remember when you're like, he's going to win this fucking fight? Yeah, 100%. I mean, all the way through. It's like, dude, he's – he's it's, and it's hard to score sometimes when you're in the crowd. Okay you know, your pro Cotto fans and stuff because yeah. they're screaming hooting, hollering. Even if you, you every, know, he, every so little, even block a missed yeah. miss jab, you know. And, you know, when you, when you're watching, you're like, he's, he's winning this fight. And then, and then as the fight, he, he's definitely winning this fight. And then it gets even closer. Like, he won this fight, but is he going to get robbed? How, now, let me, I'm going actually that, That's what you start to worry Because
1: obviously you're there rooting for your boy. Do you get nervous every time he goes to the judges? Like, no, don't do it. Don't rob the kid. 100%. Cotto's last fight, his retirement 100%. fight. 100%. Yeah. Oh, that's, that of course sucks. you do.
2: That's. Of course you do. I mean uh
0: I can't be too vocal either cuz I don't want yeah, I don't <laughs> want to get jumped. It depends. I mean there's a lot of fights where where I wasn't nervous cuz I just knew you I dominated. I won so easily, but like in fights where, where it was close like with the Koto fight what I did again was pray. <laughs> uh, all I did was pray. Please God, do not let them rob me. I know I won. Yeah. Please don't steal this from me because I worked so hard for this. Please do not give this fight to Cotto. You know, and, and you know they made the right decision. So I was
1: happy about that. How do you celebrate that fight? Because obviously people celebrate differently. You're yeah. in, you're in New York. How do you celebrate that fight? You win. They hand you the belt. Right. How do you celebrate? Honestly, this is gonna be so disappointing. I know yeah, it is. hundred percent. Because it really cause, is. Because because like, he's such a humble dude. Yeah. Like he's like, oh, I'd,
2: if it was me, and we, and we mean that in the most respectful. Oh, that possible. is respectful. Yeah, you're yeah, you're, you're
1: too, yeah. too humble. Like I would have legit walked out. Like honestly, down. Down Seventh Avenue, around every bar with the belt around my ring, I, I, with the belt around my well, What do you do? Like you win the belt.
0: Okay, first of all, I win the belt, and honestly, I, I probably woke up every day. No, no, that
1: night. That night, you win the belt.
0: Oh, you walk out. Oh, you, that night. Yeah, that oh, night. That night, I win the belt. Everybody's going crazy. Everybody's like, grab! Ah! A whole bunch of my cousins are out there. Like, I'm just getting so much love. You know, everybody wants to talk to me. I love that feeling. You know, it, it was a great feeling. So I I was honestly celebrating it by... People just giving me respect, I guess. That's a good feeling. Did, did you have a party planned afterwards? There or was no after party. Oh, my God. Nah, my, my father doesn't play that, man. My, my and, I'm, and
2: I'm against after party bullshit, yeah, too. My father, you man. can't plan a party before you no, fight? No, no, no. I, I don't want You to can't adopt. plan a win? I don't
1: want to adopt a plan, but he, he should have friends <laughs> that plan that. Yeah, You know, <laughs> let,
2: let you know a lot you. of guys set up
0: after parties after. A lot. Win or lose, All they right, go we'll, to we'll that. We're in party. charge with your,
1: your next fight. Obviously, you're married now, happily married. Were you married or had a girlfriend back then? No. Okay, so was it the best night of your life? Uh, uh
0: um, yes,
2: yes. Did you was... did you
1: have an amazing night? See, I,
0: I'm so, No. said, so, 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 this is so difficult. no. I, I went home with my family. Oh my god! This
1: is the this is the worst championship story. My little hour.
0: brother, uh, <laughs> my sisters, my dad, my mom. You know what? And you know what? My my dad has always been like that. It's like, even when I like when I fought Abergood, it's the first time I fought on like HBO. Yeah, that was like my biggest like coming out, and every his record was, I think, twenty nine and zero with like twenty six knockouts. And you were underdog in that fight, also. No, tw- I'm sorry, twenty nine and one with like twenty six knockouts. His only loss was to Timothy Bradley. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the comments saying, "I'm getting knocked out, So, I'm Ali." Oh my, I was a big underdog, man. I ended up TKOing him. Yeah. in In the ninth round, you know. But yeah, even after that, even after that, ain't no celebration. I'm not going to no club. I'm not going oh to no God. party. I'm not going to no female's house. No. I'm going home. That that's just how my pops is, and and I love my dad so much, and I respect him, and I understand that, and that's okay. My celebration has always been going to my little brother, yeah, or you know, going back home to my mother, and you know, just 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 being home. You know, some people want to go party. Yeah, it probably would have been nice. Yeah, it would have been fun. I wish I was there. I would (laughs) have
1: maybe borrowed the belt. Let me (laughs) let me ask you a question about boxing itself. You're winning three rounds. Four rounds to know. Do you ever give up a round?
0: Like, all right, I'm gonna take it easy this round. I've never. You no? Know, never. Like some people have and have yeah. heard about it, but now I've never maybe there's there'll be a round where like, yo, I'm tired. I might calm down a little bit, but mentally I never I don't, give I don't it really, up though. So. Yeah, I never like think think of it that way.
2: Well so, Yeah, I would
0: never Never give more, even if you know you're up a lot. No, like,
2: no. want to relax this because round, catch everything down. You don't yeah.
1: want to give any any momentum
0: or anything?
2: Of course. You're giving the guy confidence. You're giving the guy momentum. Yeah. You give him and not only that, like
0: I don't even if I could, I don't even want him to win one round. Like It's an
1: ego thing too, it's right? It's like
0: it's like my resume. Like, okay, like okay. why would I have something bad on it? Like like no. When people look me you, up later on in life, they'll see, okay, so now I'm won this fight. But look, he lost the seventh in the ninth round. You know, I'd rather them say, "Oh yes, yeah, that one is fighting." He he won every round. You know. You so, you said something interesting learning.
1: before. You said boxing's been your only job your whole life. When you yeah. retire from it, did you feel an emptiness? Like what'd you miss? I know you. You know, you lost the love of it for a little bit. What what'd you do? Like to wild, man. yeah, right? Man, it was freedom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to wake up to
0: go to the gym. I mean, that's all. I, it was like I had to wake up to go to work. You know. Man. How'd you occupy your time?
1: Because like you, this is your life. Now you have like okay, I'm done with that aspect. And you're such a young dude. That's why athletes, it's always so difficult when they retire at 32, 28,
0: 39. Like, what do you do now? Like, so how, what'd you do? With your, what'd you do with your time? Man, I I was doing what what I was always doing. You know, if I go out with my friends or go to my best friend's house and relax, or play it's some, something as simple as playing video games. Like we can do that. I was going, I, my whole life, I've been, I've been going bowling. Like, really? Yeah. Okay. Are like, you good? Like, I'm pretty good. I, I've scored three 290s in my life, which is almost like a perfect game. Of course, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's like strikes all the way besides besides one. What,
1: what was your closest to 300 you ever had?
0: What that round were you? No, what round did you blow it? Oh, well, the, the 290s was, my first throw was a, but they robbed me, and I had one <laughs> left. So I took that one down. Right for the spare. So you got the spare, and then I strike all the way through. I've done that three times in my life. So and, the, if, the, and it the, hurts. Oh. If they didn't rob me that first one. <laughs> if they robbed them, they robbed them. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, yeah, they like definitely somebody else's fault. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what people call <laughs> it in bowling. Y'all got robbed, man. Because when when you put Whoa, it right in the pocket and one is saying, "Why why are you standing up, bro? I just smashed."
1: You see, I'm going to give you an example. Here we go. I love they saying you got robbed. That's <laughs> such a. I love the boxing mentality. Um after you, you know, you're in the ninth or tenth frame. I'd be like, you know what? I w- I would not want to get another strike because I wouldn't want to waste that amazing performance. I'm serious. I'm not lying to you.
0: Yeah, there was another time I've striked all the way to the ninth frame. Now I just have the tenth. Yeah, and I throw it. And yo, I'm not gonna lie. When you get that that deep into like almost getting a 300, if you're a bowler bro, trust me, you'll know this feeling. It's so scary. It, it's oh man you get so nervous it's very very hard to do because even if you could do it those nerves can like mess up your shot mess up your throw some way anyway like i said i got robbed again i was on the 10th frame oh my god i put it right in the pocket boom it just it, it gutted me bro i felt like i lost like a boxing fight bro it was it was bad it hurts. No, let bro. me ask it you. Hurts.
1: Obviously, with your friends, are they filming this? Like, okay, he's about to get three hundred. So now they're filming you. Well
0: no, we go bowling a lot, so they wasn't filming. He's more animated talking about bowling than he is <laughs> now. Listen, He's like, but, I, I celebrated, went to the club oh afterwards. <laughs> but everybody, you know, it's like they try to like not make it obvious so they don't put it's pressure. like a perfect
1: game in baseball. You don't want to jinx it.
0: Yeah, they don't want to like all be quiet so they can put like pressure on me. Cause like if everybody's quiet, like I know everybody's like, yo, I'm about to get a three <laughs> hundred. You start thinking about it more. You're like, oh my god! Like it just gets worse. I just wish things didn't change when you get that closer to getting to 300. <laughs> like, if I don't, like let's say my cousin would be talking crap to me like throughout the game. Like you ain't you ain't getting on the now sweet. he stops. You suck. It's like he's you close. Over he's here close. like, oh yeah, watch this. <laughs> Boom, i bang, you strike bang. So when it gets to the end, now it got to a point where keep talking he shit. Want to yeah, make, yeah. yeah, he doesn't want to mess me up. He wants me to get to 300. You know, so now he stops talking shit. Now he stops talking shit, but <laughs> you messed up by stop. Talk- keep talking shit because <laughs> you messed up your routine. Yes. Me- keep doing the same thing. Keep that fight. I want to keep that fight because now, now that you shut up, it it silenced, like it just silenced everything. Now I'm just thinking more in my head, and I get robbed. But yeah, we're anyway. still talking about bo- uh, bowling, yeah, folks. Yeah, by yeah. Actually, the way. I was like, anyway, oh,
2: I love bowling, man.
1: I really, I really do so love bowling. It a I can bowl under my legs. It's always a passion. Really for you? Good. <laughs> is it Really good. It's always a passion.
0: Um, I've, I've been bowling my, my whole life pretty much. My dad used to go when I was, like, really, really young. I used to be so happy when he would take me. And it, it's crazy because it's, like, it's going through generations. Like, the same thing is happening now. Like, now, us as kids, now we're doing the bowling. And now we have kids. And they're starting to bowl now, too. So, it's, like, it's just like a little... The tradition like, going up. Yeah,
1: what advice, because... You are a role model a lot, especially to a lot of Arab Americans. You're the first one. They obviously ask you for advice. What advice do you give a young boxer? Like, hey, hey, Saddam, I want to be a boxer hey, champ.
0: What advice do you give me? Um, advice is, uh, advice I would give to the younger generation and to people who I don't know if it's whether they want to be a boxer or anything. All I can say is put your mind to what you want to do, and man, nothing is going to come easy because if it, if it does. Everyone would do it, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's not going to be easy and you got to really, really want it and you got to pray for it. That's what I would say. Um, I would also say, listen to your listen to your parents. They're they're the people that's going to want to see you do good. So um, work hard for what you want. And there's nothing you can't do. I mean, if if anybody else did it, you can do it, too.
1: Cool. All right, Will and I have kept you for an hour. Are you ready to finish up with some quick hit questions? I'm ready for anything. Will, did you prepare for this segment to ask questions from? him? Negative. Thank you, Will. Okay, here we go. <laughs> you and I are out in New York City. Okay. Who's the coolest person in your phone that if you texted them right now, they would text you back?
2: Can I just interrupt real quick? Always. He did this to me when he was on with Conlon. And I said, maybe danny jacobs i don't know if you remember that i do yes okay and you didn't text and i no i did okay and then i called him he didn't answer my text or pick up (laughs) (laughs) but i haven't talked to danny in years and even connor was like you know danny jacobs yes he was impressed. but um, i'm like yeah i'm serious i'll "I'll
1: try think about that answer i'll tell you the funny part so he says danny jacobs i'm like get him on and then patty barnes was there who was in the olympics at you in 08 patty barnes like oh mine is um Anthony joshua i'm like Call him up right now. And he calls Joshua and he goes to voicemail. I'm like, ah, like two hours later. He only calls him back? Patty Barnes calls me. He's like, Joshua just called me. I'm like, oh, it doesn't do me any good now because I want <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get him on. So who's the coolest person in your phone? And obviously not Danny Jacobs because he doesn't write back, obviously. Yeah. So. He might.
2: Maybe he made it.
0: Who's the coolest? My dad.
1: No, 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 no. It has to be a name job. We have to impress people here. Even though I'm impressed by your pops, people in the city might not be. Um,
0: Mike Tyson. Oh really? No, nah, I'm joking. Oh, he's <laughs> <laughs> got him. I was impressed just now. I'm like, "Oh my god." Uh, I met I met Mike Tyson in uh what's he called? In uh where was it? Was it was in Saudi Arabia for the, the the Jake Paul event. Okay. Good guy, man. All right. Guy. I love Mike Tyson, but um I don't know. A name drop. I Who's don't, who? I, I don't really have. I don't I'm not really uh Oh, I'm um, Saddam Ali? No, I'm joking.
1: <laughs> it impresses me when you when you and will text me back, so
0: uh, I don't know, because I don't... Saddam, so this is the worst quick the hit question. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm really struggling with this. He's not impressed like, by anybody, bro. Give me a phone, Saddam. Um, yeah, I'm
0: really struggling I'm really struggling with this, because I'm trying to think, like, who's cool on my phone? Remember, I'm, it doesn't
1: have to, you don't have to think they're cool, because I have people on my phone that I don't think are cool, but other people do. Uh, I'll be honest. Right, like? Mariano uh, Rivera. So <laughs> I'll be honest, Saddam, this, this was... You crushed this podcast. We're going to have to edit this. This was the worst. We're going to go yeah. back to that question. I know, I know. Because I, all I'm right, we're going go to go next one. Here we go. First cheat meal you have after cutting weight. The fight's over. You finally can eat like an animal. First meal. Oh, man. I love this question.
0: I, I want to say cheeseburger with french fries, but I'm not because I would be lying to you. Okay. 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 I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. General toast chicken with plain shrimp fried rice. Wow. Chinese food. I love Chinese food, Like dirty food, Chinese food, too, like from, <laughs> yes. from the local place. From the hood. Yeah. Man, I love Chinese food. I've always loved Chinese food, man. I don't, I don't know what it is. How about I just, I just love it?
1: Did you ever make a stupid purchase with one of your big paychecks? Uh, Give me dumbest purchase. That's you a good made. question.
0: But when you got a a guy like having a dad, somebody <laughs> that what's what per- on top of you with that? Saddam, so
1: What is the dumbest purchase you would have made if your pops was like, "Go have fun"? Yeah. Give me one. Dumb pe- I
0: could have done whatever the hell I wanted, and my dad, my, my dad's so smart, man. He, he did the right things, man. But all right, the most dumbest purchase that I probably would have done. Hmm, let me think. Man, I don't know, bro. I probably, I probably would have got like a real fancy car or something. And, and you know what? I just feel like you don't need no fancy. You might as well just lease a car. You're always <laughs> going to want something new. Like, why, why would I drop that much money on a, you know, it's, it's pretty stupid. But I, but I probably would have got one of those fancy cars that people ride around in.
1: I'm not going to do the photo question because you had Kobe. Last time you asked someone for an autograph, who was it? That's a good question because I don't think I've
0: ever asked anyone for an autograph. Is that
1: a pride thing or is it like... It's not a pride thing. Okay. I just
0: feel like, what am I going to do with the autograph? Okay. Like, I'd rather take a picture with them.
1: Yeah. You know? All right. So how about the last picture, like the last person you asked to take a picture with?
0: Okay. I can tell you the last person I was I was about to ask to take a picture with. Okay. I, w- I was at some fights. I was at the um, Tiafimo Lopez and Josh Taylor fight with Sean Porter. We were sitting really close to the... To the ring. Nice flex and, right there. Nice flex. And there was uh, Adesanya, the 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 UFC guy. Mm-hmm. you I love that dude, man. There was just a speech that he did after his fight. And he was like, uh, I just wish people can feel this feeling one time. I don't know if you have seen that. Feel this, this, this beautiful happiness just one time in your life. Like, pretty much what he's saying is like when he won that world title, like that feeling of like proving everybody wrong and winning by knockout, like, it's, I felt that when I, when I fought Cotto, you know? So I really felt when he had, when he did that interview, like, it was just so, like, it was so mean, meaningful to me, man. It was beautiful. So, like, that's one dude that, because there's not but many why didn't people you? that I want to take pictures why with. Why didn't it. you? What?
1: Why don't you take a picture with him?
0: Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. So so I was like, yo, that's <laughs> one dude I would, I would go take a picture with, you know? And then Sean Porter was like, yo, hell yeah, I, I'll take you over there right now. I was like, but then I seen Mario. What's that dude's name? Mario Lopez. Mario Lopez. He was right there with him, like, talking to him. So I was like, all right, not now. Because, you know, I don't want to, like, I don't want to interrupt that. Okay, okay, okay. So then the fight started happening, and then I was like. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to go over there. You you know, need, I don't want to bother him. You
1: hang out with a famous YouTuber. You need a PR team because you're missing out on these chances. You need to be more active on hmm. social media. We're going to talk yeah, about it's this. The same thing. I'm not li- slim. I'm not slim lying and
0: Adam, That's the same thing yeah. they tell me all the time. They're like, "Yo, you need to post more. You need." But I don't know. That's just never. That's just not really how I am, man. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna get back in boxing. I'm gonna whoop some ass. I don't know who I'm fighting yet. <laughs> I don't care if it's. I don't care if it's a the, the mailman or. I don't care who it is. Somebody getting their ass with. That's how I feel. You know? So, I'm going to get back in boxing. I'm going to do my thing. And, you know, if, if uh, me being better with, like, the internet, I guess you can say, is really important.
2: Hopefully, I get to it. But if not, I, I don't know. Especially nowadays. That's, that's yeah, the it's way crazy. you promote, so. It's crazy. Now,
1: yeah. I'm going to ask both you guys this question, so we'll prepare for it. Oh, One fight in boxing history that you wish you could have witnessed live.
0: That would definitely be the fight with Prince Nassim and Kevin Kelly. In Madison Square. God damn, it was so close. How old was I? I don't even know. But, wow, that fight was was beautiful. Like, just, just the way it was set up, the way they would talk crap to each other mm-hmm. before the fight. like And that fight was amazing. Like, I feel like Prince Nassim got dropped. Kevin Kelly got – like, they both were dropping each other. And then uh, Prince ended up winning by uh, by a knockout. You know, he stopped him. And it was just—it was a beautiful fight, man. It was—it was beautiful. So that one, I—I I would have wanted to win. That's a fight.
1: good answer, Will. One G- fight in history, Gaddy Ward. It's a great answer. Mm. Is that why you said it? Thank you. I'm gonna tell you my Tori Gaddy story uh, off mic. Did
0: yeah. you ever meet the Prince? Will is the the, the type of uh, Gaddy. He would like Gaddy Ward. Like you, you remind me of <laughs> just like, a bruiser, right? Yeah, he remind me of like, like I got Ward. hit like, a lot. and yeah, Did not go like, down? Just like like <laughs> like you like you you're the type of guy to me. Like when I used to see you, like like you would die in a fight like if you needed to like that that's a, what, what you reminded me of like, it's a blessing and a curse yeah it really is though. that's why I got out so <laughs> early
2: because I knew that and I didn't want to be uh, brain dead mm. did you ever meet mm-hmm. prince um yes yes well, tell me about
1: that story before you finish man. up because that must have okay. been wild
0: okay prince seemed one day, one day he called me when i was I was I was uh, <laughs> did you meet him one day he called me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I have met him in person though but yes one day he did call me the first time he ever called me and he was like and he was like, "Do you know how this is like?" And he has like his little like you know uh, British accent. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Press the scene." You know, we had a great conversation. Like it was dope. And right? how far away? How far along your career was this now? This was pre-op. pre, you know, pre post Coda. Probably about this is before Coda. Wow. I was probably about twenty, maybe like twenty years old. It was early, it was twenty twenty one. Oh shit! It was, it was pretty early in my career, and then I ended up going to a influencer event like maybe like a few years ago um and i and i met him in person and wow like, did he remember you like he I, did he, nah, knew? he knew yeah he that's knew who cool I was, and what a great guy man like just to see him like like he's somebody i looked up to in boxing like so much but i promise you when i met him just seeing the type of person he is just made me like love him even more it was like it was like very inspirational like Like, I want to be like this guy because, like, he was also, like, really spiritual, too. Like, Mm -hmm. talking about praying. And I'm like, to be somebody, like, that big and, like, really, like, it's just the way he spoke. Like, it's hard to explain. But he, he and yes, he was very funny. Like, he was just a he was a dope guy, man. And it was it was it was great meeting him in person. Like, it was Three times better than I would have ever imagined. Wow. Like meeting him in person, like and that's crazy.
1: I'm gonna ask you guys this as we finish up, and it's come from two different perspectives because you are a huge boxing fan growing up, and Will, you were not When the fights are over, you both retired. Do you still watch a lot of fights? Like if you, uh, all the time, or is it? Because you know, a lot of times I speak to a lot of athletes, and they're like, nah, like honestly, Mariano Rivera's like, bro, I don't watch that much baseball ever anymore. Like, yeah. do you watch a lot of
0: boxing? Do you uh, get I excited never, for fights? Even back, at, even when I was in boxing, like. I never really liked, like like I wanted a break from boxing, so somewhere I kind of didn't Cause like. That, is it because it's work? But if for you guys? it was like if it was a, yeah, pretty much. But if it was like a big fight, then yeah, definitely I okay. watch it. Like even now, like I don't watch all the boxing fights, but if okay, like uh, Terence Crawford and Spence, I have to watch. Of them. course, like, I, I want. I really want to watch that. You know the the big fights, yes, but like
1: a random fight on us. Nah. Uh, nah what I about you, Will? I do care. you still
2: I same care. answer? Yeah, I watch I, the big fights. I like I'm walking count of. Yeah. for Spence Crawford uh, yeah, every, yeah. but like all like the like the local stuff or even the fights that are not big names I'm not really I'm not really tuning who's in
1: who's uh July 25th is uh Stephen Fulton versus the monster that guy from Japan uh in- Inouye a
2: yeah he's a beast that kid. monster he's
1: incredible yeah. uh, I see you already answered my question didn't you beat Terrence Crawford as an amateur world kid the champ where'd the nickname come from
0: uh the world kid Ali is my nickname, and that came from my dad and another guy from Starrett City. That's is, old, that's is, always been yeah, your name. His name since is Nermo, yeah. Nermo, you know, you All right, know, Nermo yeah. Lord, yeah. Him and my dad came up with that. So it was the world kid Ali, uh, flow like a butterfly, sting like a bee. No, I'm not Muhammad, I'm the world kid Ali. Okay, listen, <laughs> that's good. it, that was good. Okay, <laughs> um. They they gave me that nickname, and, you know, I just, at the time, I was like, okay, the world Kid Ali. Like, what do I want to do? I want to entertain the world. I want to make the world happy. I want to, I want the world to watch me fight. You know, and I'm the type of person, I love all people. So I'm the world Kid Ali. I love, doesn't matter what color, what shape, what size, I love you, man. That's me.
1: This has been, when I mean a pleasure, I had such a blast doing this. I loved how passionate you got to talk about bowling and how great your stories were. I loved how much you uh, talked about your dad. That's really, really inspirational. I love when people do that because, you know, a lot of boxers come on they didn't have a father figure or the, their parents weren't supportive of it or they had to fight to get out of whatever. Yeah. So it's so cool that your dad, and I love that your dad came downstairs, gave us drinks because yeah. we're passing out down here with the heat. That's what we're finishing <laughs> up. I have like 80, 80 more questions, but we're, we're dying down here. Will has to go play daddy daycare. Hold on, guys.
0: This man is, it is hot in here, yes. And I'm almost done with my drink. But look, like, uh, have you even taken a sip yet, bro? I have not, not yet. He hasn't he, even opened it. It's yeah, crazy. Are you drinking mentally maybe? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though you're not very,
1: um great on social media which we're going to change cuz you have all social media friends plug the socials plug everything cuz this has been a blast and when are we going to hear about your next fight when do you think it's going to be so finish up with that
0: so i'm working i'm working on doing like early early september oh okay early september and i'm also thinking about doing it it's it's possible it could be on the zone and there's a lot Is of it, things going on but i don't want to talk too much i just want of to course. wait until it's like finalized um so yeah, so early, early September is, is what I'm aiming for, and the
1: socials, how yeah, I can social, follow you.
0: Uh, I, I do uh, the Instagram pretty much. I mean, I have Facebook and everything, but those are not. I'm not really on, but my Instagram is the world kid Ali. T H E W O R L D K I D A L I, just like that.
1: Will any closing uh, comments?
2: No.
0: Next time.
1: bro this was a blast man hope you had fun because I had so much fun fucking doing this I had a great
0: time you know I just it doesn't feel like you know I'm talking with people that I that I'm cool with and I enjoyed this talk we pretty much covered almost everything from bowling to boxing to and uh, it was dope Uh, I'll do it again
1: and and here's how we're going to do it next time I gave you a gift before here so you're going to Hook me up. I might walk down the ring with you. I'm not sure. I don't want to take all the. Um, no, no, I know. I don't want. Don't <laughs> laugh. I don't. I don't want to take it away because it's your you're first fight back. Right, you're right. So I'm right. like, oh shit, is that Mike's a fight? I don't want to do that. So we'll. Um, I'll, obviously, I'm going to come to the fight support you. So we'll we'll talk about that afterwards, and we'll do a we'll do a nice pod. But here's the deal: we'll do it afterwards, and we'll do it from a nice Yemeni restaurant in Bay Ridge. Okay. That sounds good. We'll do some yeah. good food after your, uh, your fight. We're not planning anything, but after the fight, all right? Sounds like a deal to me, champ. This was a blast. Will, thank you for doing this, bro. Yes, thank sir. you.
2: Thank you for having me.